0: This is the Big Brand Theory Podcast by Blackwood Creative with your host, Ryan Zerfis.
1: And now, here's Ryan. Hey, hey, guys, and welcome back to the Big Brand Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Zerfis, VP of Customer Success here at Blackwood Creative, which is a marketing and advertising agency In Mishawaka Indiana and you know it it has been a really nice week recently but we just had like a 30 degree drop in the temperature so it's becoming a less nice place but it's still a great place to live so love for Mishawaka Indiana Um, but we're so glad that you're joining us for this episode because we get to cap out our 2020 season with Kyle Johnson who is the CEO of Blackwood Creative what's up everybody Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So great to have you. This is a a great way to sort of finish out the season and look ahead at 2021. And so what we're going to be doing today in the show is uh, talking about sales, um, sort of in uh, the modern context of what's going to be coming in the year 2021. What are the kinds of things that we should be keeping in mind? Um, How is the Uh, sales environment shifting and changing and how should we adapt to it. So uh, excited to have you on and and have that conversation. Um, Absolutely. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But before uh, we jump into all that good stuff, uh, something really cool that we've been able to do here at Blackwood recently is um, as a team sort of dedicate ourselves to uh, more personal development, um, really focusing on how we can be Um, Just bettering ourselves uh, as individuals, as a team, um, sort of honing our craft and our knowledge. And one of the ways that we wanted to do that was to intentionally be reading at least once a book, uh, or once a book, (laughs) one book a quarter. (laughs) That's the right way to say it. That's the right way. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But one book a quarter, and also listening to at least one podcast episode a week, a simple way that each of us as team members can be sort of... um, yeah, improving uh, our skills and, and our professional life. And so that's been a really cool thing that we've been able to do. And Kyle's a part of that. So, Kyle, what book and podcast are you reading and listening to?
0: Well, so I've been listening to podcasts and reading books for a long time. <laughs>
1: well, that's a good thing. <laughs> so,
0: um, and I went to this event with Entree Leadership, um, Dave Ramsey's kind of business side of things yeah and um they have this really kind of basic statement that i've heard so many times but i'm like so true that (laughs) leaders are readers and Mm -hmm. if you're not like consuming things that are good and helping you grow like how are you gonna outpour good things Mm. if you're you know If you're empty, basically. Yeah. So, um, and I went to that event because I started listening to Entree Leadership's podcast several years ago. And to date, I have listened to various podcasts, dozens probably, and really feel like every time I feel confident that the Entree Leadership podcast is giving me stuff that I'm just learning from. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of. A lot of good podcasts out there and um but that one is the one that I feel like I'm just like this is good stuff like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take some notes, yeah, write some stuff down. down. So Dave Ramsey's On Leadership podcast, definitely recommend that um on the marketing side as well. Um which I learned about this one from On Leadership is the Story Brand Podcast. Donald Miller he's putting together putting together a really great company down there Mm -hmm. in tennessee and their podcast is always really solid so yeah um and uh as far as books go i have several but um i am diving into uh seth godin's latest book um which his stuff is always really really good um and especially around just like marketing and knowing your market and yeah. his most popular one is tribes. And just the idea of talking, he talks about there of like, uh, you need to know who your audience is and it's okay if there's people that are not part of your tribe, as long as your tribe is, you know, you, you know who your tribe is and that's basically a marketing speak. It would be your audience, like or yeah. your customers, that kind of thing. So his latest book is called the practice shipping, creative work. So, um, I am. I think I mentioned this the other day. I'm six percent in. I read most of my books digitally, so I'm six percent in according to my iPad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I can recommend it because I can recommend Seth Godin's work across the, across the board. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, you know I don't have anything much to share from it because I'm not there yet. <laughs> but it's it's good so far. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's what are what are podcasts you're listening?
1: to. Yeah, so the the main podcast I'm listening to outside of listening to this one because uh, I love the content That's on the this best one ever. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, I've been listening to Make It Happen Monday, Make It Happen Mondays by John Barrows. Um, it's uh, I'm only a little bit in, but the, the the most recent episode that I listened to was on sort of the the art and process of proposals and how you craft them and, and deliver them to a a prospect, a potential client. And it was chock full of such great stuff. I mean, it was it was definitely one of those episodes where like I wrote down a lot. You know, there's some things that you read or listen to and you know, there's every once in a while something mm-hmm. to write down. This one was yeah. full of lots of good stuff and it, you know, I'm, a, I'm in a sales position so it definitely applied to a lot of stuff that I'm regularly thinking about. Yeah. Um, but it's a great podcast. It's, it's all about the world of sales. Um, so if you're in that world or you touch that world or you're just interested in it, um, make it have it mon- make it happen. Mondays. I have a hard time saying that one, <laughs> uh, is, is a great place to go. Um, on the book side, uh, hitting a pretty big one with *The Infinite Game* by Simon Sinek. So, mm, yeah. I'm also just a little bit into that book, but been loving it so far. Just really, it's a so far in the book, it's been more about uh, of a, a mental shift, a perspective shift yeah. of how you approach life and business and really everything, how, how you're approaching um sort of your endeavors and the opportunities that are in front of you if you're coming at those things from more of a a finite perspective of this is you know this has an end date i'm either going to win or lose there's rules along the way or this is an infinite endeavor where i need to be thinking on a bigger more macro long-term vision legacy level um so i love it so far it's got great stuff um and i'm excited to continue so yeah, it's been great. I mean, like you said, I mean, consuming regular content as a as a business professional, as a leader, um is so valuable. If yeah. you're not doing that, it's tough to continue progressing forward. Um so, it's interesting when I
0: when people tell me like, "Hey, you feels like you have a lot of wise things to say." And I'm like, uh, half the time I'm just repeating something. I mean, more <laughs> than half the time I'm just repeating something I read in a book or heard on a podcast and it's like that's so true that, I mean, they're like, yeah, there's, there's original thought obviously, but there's also like, there's so many, so many people out there who have done great things or have studied or analyzed or whatever, um, that are putting out good work. And yeah. if you just pay attention and you just consume a bit of it, yeah. you just, you're raising your wisdom, right? I mean, and, and the ultimate book is the Bible. And like, I'd read a proverb a day and like, there's so many things in there when you're like, Oh, I could, I can apply that to work or (laughs) I can apply that to this. Um, it's just, it's just the idea for me is baffling when I hear people say, well, I don't really read books or I don't listen to podcasts or I don't, You know, I don't consume anything that's of value. I just consume Netflix you're like, okay, well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do learn a lot from watching the office. Uh, Let's be real. I mean, (laughs) my, (laughs) (laughs) Michael Scott is my, you know, my role model, (laughs) (laughs) probably things not to do. Right. (laughs) Um, but he doesn't
0: have a line in there that is, it's funny because in the entree leadership program they use it like in all seriousness, but he says management by walking around (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) what? It's not a terrible thing to go around your office and connect with your team members like physically. Yeah. Go to them and say, hey, how are you doing? So anyways. um, Well,
1: and there's also just the reality that there's what, like 8 billion people in the world now? Yeah. So take the pressure off yourself that you don't have to be the originator of all great ideas. There's plenty of other people who also have some great ideas and it's okay to learn from them (laughs) because there's a few of those people out there. Uh, So anyways, well, I hope that you are tuning into this episode are also learning and growing in your own ways, podcasts, books, whatever it is, social media content. Um, it's good work to do. Um, and so I hope this has encouraged you in that endeavor. We're going to jump into our sales conversation now. So we're, we're looking more ahead at, at 2021, but also just thinking somewhat on like a bigger level of like, how is the world of, of sales shifting? Um, Cause I think here internally we're noticing it and we believe that it is shifting and Kyle, you've been in the sales world, um, mainly as an owner of a business, but still in a sales, you're thinking about sales and you're engaging with clients (laughs) all the time. You've been in that mindset for 11 years now, a while. I mean, maybe even longer than that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's something that you've also been sort of had your ear down to for quite a while because you've been in that space for a long time. Um, and now I've had the pleasure of being in that space as well and and learning a lot. So um, I think the the main thing that we want to get at is that the, the modern salesperson should be adapting to the new sales environment. There is a new sales environment. It is shifting. Mm-hmm. So how should that person be adapting? And I think the place that we're going to start today is sort of talking about um, demand. Where does the demand for your product, your services, what your company, the value that you bring, where does it come from and how how do you go about demand? So to set the landscape, there's demand capture and there's demand generation. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to start there and talking about what do we see as the difference between capturing demand and generating demand and how are the, we'll, we'll start there and then we'll get into the next question.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting topic the idea of like where does the demand originate um and the typical definition of an entrepreneur is somebody who sees a need and fills it with some sort of product or service Mm. right so there's a demand for whatever it is and they say oh i can create that that's how my business started Mm. right there was literally my dad said hey we have a couple small, you know, we have I don't know four small businesses in our family. You know, mom was doing this, sister's doing that, that kind of thing. Yeah, we need a website. There's a demand, so I said I can do that and filled that need, right? And then somebody else, a friend, said, "Hey, I need a website too. You can build that for me?" Sure. So I'm over here, not on purpose, but starting a business and mm. <laughs> not even knowing starting a career <laughs> yeah. uh, in the marketing space because I'm filling a need and that's kind of the typical entrepreneur journey, path into it. it. Um, But the idea of like demand creation is this reverse of like, I have this idea, I have this product, uh, maybe I have a micro need that I think a lot of people don't know that they they also have. Mm -hmm. And I can create a product and create demand for it. And the most Obvious version of that is the modern smartphone. Hmm. I feel like, you know, Blackberry aside, (laughs) Apple didn't, Apple helped us realize we needed everything at our fingertips now. You know, we needed, uh, you know, we needed to be able to take a picture. We needed to be able to make a phone call. We needed to be able to send a text message, watch a video, whatever, all right on, right in this little device that. Prior to 2007, whatever. Yeah, somewhere in that We didn't even know that we needed that. Like, we had our digital cameras, we had our flip phones, we had all these things. We didn't realize, well, we could put it all together in one. It's (laughs) just, they created this device. And as most Apple fanboys, and I'm a self proclaimed one of those, (laughs) they literally can do that now with almost anything, right? Whatever product they put out, they created. Most recent innovation, I would say, is the HomePod, which is a basically an Alexa Mm. um, knockoff, right, or version, their version of it. Um, And it's one of those things where you're like, I didn't realize I needed Siri in a speaker, (laughs) like, but I'll take it, you know. Mm -hmm. So they've they're creating demand, yeah, and it's a different way of going about it. So
1: yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, it's all very interesting i mean i think um as you were saying like the original way that entrepreneurs sort of enter the space a lot of times is they see a need and then they fill it you know they they fill that empty void with mm-hmm. the product or service that they think will fill it you know you is building websites and then that entered you into the marketing space um and i think you know that's that's traditionally i think what a lot of sales has looked like i mean decades for decades now. I mean, you go back 20, 30, 40 years ago and it was really looking out, seeing what's that need and then building a company and building a pitch, you know, or building a demo that really quickly filled that need. You walk into an appointment, you know, you try to meet as with as many people as you can Mm -hmm. and fill that void as quickly as possible with your demo, your pitch of, here's this product, here's my suitcase with all the stuff that has to show you. Um, and then you either buy it and you don't, and I move on. And so it's just capturing, you're just going out seeing where's the demand. I capture it. I bring it in. But I think, um, yeah, it is interesting to see how like in today's world, uh, Demand, I think, is changing a lot in that a lot of it takes uh, a good amount of education, right? In the world of selling and doing good business and connecting to the right clients, it, it the process has shifted to a lot of you have to educate people on the the pain points that they have that maybe they're not perceiving which I think you would mm-hmm. you know maybe they just are unaware that they have that pain point or something that they're missing that they didn't realize that they're missing so you're trying to educate them on the value that you could bring that they're not even aware that that thing is out there or that they would have a need for that value or whatever it is so it's it's a lot of education um, and that's where I see a lot of the like demand creation taking place is in that education process. How are you actively going out and educating the public or your target market or the specific prospects you have listed out? How are you educating them on the pain points that they have that relate to your product or the value that your product can bring that they're currently unaware of? Um, Yeah. And I think the,
0: it may feel like this demand generation idea is like it's only for the big guys, right? It's only for Henry Ford who created a car. We didn't know we needed a car. We thought the horse was just fine. Now we've got wheels and an engine. This is way better. Mm. Um, now there's this demand for it, but it doesn't have to be that way. I think of like, um, really this is kind of almost a hybrid where like you were talking about, like there's companies that have, they have issues, and maybe they just think this is just the way it is. And uh, it's not necessarily the greatest thing in the world, but uh, I don't really feel like there's that much of an issue here. And it's yeah. a, it's a small fire, right? Where then you have companies that come in and say, hey, look at this solution. Um, it just made whatever that problem is go away and that particular thing 10 times better. Hmm. And you're saying now I definitely need that. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's demand generation. It's, it's a hybrid of like it, the, the demand was there in a sense, but we didn't really as a consumer know we needed it kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So, um, yeah. So that to me is, as I, as I think about any business, small, medium, large, whatever they're, they, can pay attention to where they feel like the consumer doesn't even maybe necessarily know that they need this product and i can through sales and through conversation and education and content and all of these things yeah. i can help them understand that they do in fact have a problem and i have the solution for it yeah and so now i've created demand
1: yeah yeah and i think um as years go on you know as we head into 2021 and and then years beyond that i've I do truly believe that the world of sales is shifting more and more towards that need to create dim- demand and the ability to to really educate um and um yeah really showcase that value that you can bring to someone and and I think it's only going to shift more and more that way. I think that's not the only thing that's probably shifting in the sales world, but I do think it's a major piece that's shifting in the sales world. And so let's, let's talk a little bit moving beyond just sort of the demand part. Let's, uh, let's just talk about the, the, the sales shift in general. What, what do you think are ways right now that the average salesperson is sort of missing the mark? Like what are some of the traditional <laughs> paths that sales people have taken that maybe aren't the most apt anymore? Oh,
0: um, there are, there are a lot, right? (laughs) So it goes, it goes back to, um, this is the way we've always done it, right? Which is the most toxic statement in business. This is the way it's always been done. So that's how we're going to do it. Um, it's not to discount the idea of tradition. It's to discount the idea that what you've done to get you to this point isn't necessarily going to get you to where you want to go. Sure. Yeah. Um, The consumer is changing. Technology is changing. We know all of this. This is white noise at this point. Yeah. But here we are sitting doing the same thing we've always been doing. Yeah. And that's cold calling. That's uh, it's not calling anymore. It's buying an email list and sending out spam email. Hmm. I wonder if this is going to work or not. Uh, (laughs) These people haven't asked for what I'm offering um, what I'm offering is a known, you know, demand out there. And so, uh, you know, they may or may not need it. It's a shotgun approach. It's reach as many people as possible. Uh, fill the funnel as as much as we can so that we can trickle in just one or two here and there. Hmm. And here we are in an age where an ad blocker app is like one of the top downloads you know, in the app store and you're like, why is that? It's because we're getting so much. Mm. And yeah, this idea as a salesperson or even a marketer to, to do things that we've always been doing, like you've got to watch the trends. You've got to watch the changes. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing that it's, I'm seeing the traditional stuff. I'm hearing of people just lots of cold emails or don't let me get on the soapbox of the, um, instant sales pitch within LinkedIn after the connection. <laughs> oh,
1: we all love those. I know I always respond with 100% positivity to those.
0: <laughs> I, um,
1: we love them. Yeah.
0: If you're doing that, please stop immediately. <laughs> uh, it's not working. Um, so, uh, I got a S- slight rabbit trail. I got one recently. Um, I'm in the marketing space, right? Mm-hmm. I own a company that builds websites and designs logos the whole thing. And it's pretty obvious. You go, to, you go to my LinkedIn profile. It's not hard to figure that out. Um, I got a message recently that said, Hey Kyle, would uh, you be interested in talking with my team about helping you with redesigning your logo? And my response, I pretty much just delete this stuff. Like I don't even respond. That one came at the wrong time. My response was, <laughs> um, did you even look at my what i do for a living <laughs> like did you even <laughs> glance yeah he claimed he did but i said i think i'll pass <laughs> yeah. appreciate it
1: i've i've had that i've i actually have had that same interaction a couple times where yeah someone's reached out to try to sell me on something that we do yeah that and we it's do. like and i've responded the same way like it's pretty clear you didn't do any research yeah. any amount of research this you just s- you were just sending a random email shotgun or approach or message Yeah.
0: Just maybe that person will take, and if they don't, whatever. But I'm gonna send out this blanket message. I'm gonna, and you know, they have their they have their personal assistants doing it. They hire somebody on Fiverr to do it. They have whatever. Like this Mm. is an automated process. It's not personalized at all. And um, and so then you get these messages, and it's just it's just not working. Yeah. It's that kind of thing that I see salespeople or worse yet is the salesperson that gets so comfortable with the way things are and the way they've been doing it that they turn into an order taker. Mm -hmm. Right. And you see this the most on car lots. Mm. Car lots are full of salespeople that are literally just sitting around waiting for somebody to come and shop for a car. and that's the hottest lead I could ever imagine outside of somebody walking up with a check and saying, I'll take the red one. (laughs) But like the idea to just sit around and wait for orders to come in. You're not a salesperson. Yeah. You're an order taker. Yeah. Yeah. You, there are so many things you could be doing. I'm seeing salespeople like car salesmen who are salespeople. They're, they're taking pictures of cars. They're doing Facebook live. They're doing, You know, they're getting part of networking groups. They're actively trying to, yeah. They're trying to sell vehicles, while eighty percent of the others on their team are just sitting there waiting for somebody to show up on the lot. Yeah, and then they hound them like dogs. I mean, I've literally been that person that's pulled (laughs) into the car lot, and here come like three or four people, and you're like, oh, let's get out of here. They're coming for us. You know, so it's it's we can't we can't just sit around and wait. Yeah, there's no
1: value in that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I see all of those things I've seen, you know, as a salesperson, it's always interesting, you know, now that you're, it's one of those things where like when you're in the space, then you start seeing and thinking about what's in that space so much more and you're just noticing so much. So I've noticed even in this past year, just some of the interesting tactics that are out there that, um, I probably have succumbed to some of it at, you know, in different points too, we're not, there's not the perfect salesman and, and, it's tempting sometimes to do something that's easy or traditional. Um, But yeah, I've seen a lot out there. One of the things that I see is people that focus more on just the transaction they want. This is sort of a Mm -hmm. traditional way of like, I want to get in and I want to get out. Like if I can do that faster and with more people, then I'll have a higher chance of succeeding. Right. It's all like, you know, it's the numbers game. Like if I can get in front of, as many people as possible even if the interaction is short and not super personalized and sort of cold it doesn't matter at least i'm hitting those numbers to me that is sort of what you're saying like that's the way it has been done that's sort of like a well it that's what we used to do that's what we have been doing so it should continue working i see that shifting a lot and i don't think that in this day and age, trying to get in, just get in front of as many people, get in, get out is the right way to go about sales. Um, I think it leaves people sort of like you were saying with the LinkedIn message. You know, that's an example of that. It's like the easiest, least committal way to try to do a sales pitch with someone. Yeah. As the person who receives that, we all know how that makes you feel, right? Yeah. You feel like, uh, not cared for at all. Yeah. You're, you're just, just a like, number. You're just, just a prospect. A per- yeah, yeah. You, all you want, the, all you want from me, it doesn't. It, the quality of your experience, your product, your service, the values of your company don't matter at that point. You're yeah. just trying to make a sale. Yeah. Which we all know. <laughs> at the end of the day, in a sales position, yes, you want to make sales. That is a part of your job. And most salespeople probably have a quota. They probably have goals that they're trying to hit. But if you're just trying to pump out as much as you can to Mm -hmm. hit those numbers um and you're not thinking about the actual quality and meaning of what you're doing and how it's actually bringing value to the people that you're interacting with um you're doing those people a disservice i think and you're probably doing yourself a disservice so that's one that i've seen where people approach it very transactionally and of course there are professions and industries that are more transactional and, and that's okay. That makes sense. There's always going to be a transactional element to a sales process.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over here and I was thinking as you're talking, I'm like trying to think of what's, what's the industry, what's the thing that's like, that's okay if I'm just cold, quick, like done transaction. And I think there's an element where busy people like myself, yourself, like we appreciate. Maybe a you know a quickness of service but at the end of the day if that like personal aspect that like friendliness uh if it's just super clear if i go to the gas station and i walk in and all i want to do is buy a bottle of water or something like that of course i want that transaction to be smooth and clear and simple and quick but I still appreciate it when they look at me and smile and say thanks and Mm -hmm. are paying attention and you know, that kind of thing versus just like they, you know, I've done that and they don't even say a word. I just Mm -hmm. scan it, say, let me look at how much it's going to cost. I give all that kind of stuff. That's that we're talking about customer experience at that point. But the idea is that we can't, we can't sit around and wait, for our customers to come to us and then when they, and then we cannot do this idea of just, we're just here to transact, you know, this thing. Yeah. Like nobody's wants that. I have a need for, for your product. It would be awfully nice if you were friendly and helped me solve (laughs) a solution versus the reverse, because when is that way, the customer feels like I'm helping that salesperson now because mm. I just help them make a sale. Yeah. And then I look back and be like, this feels backwards because it
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like that, you know, you brought up like customer experience. I mean, I think all of these things touch each other. I think they're yeah. symbiotic and they all sort of work together. Cause I think you were even talking about like the gas station example, which works. And I think even when you walk into the gas station, there's, there's the element of interacting with the, you know, the cashier, the clerk, you know, whatever you want to call them, the person that's there that's going to help you with this buying the water. Um, but there's also reality of like the whole experience of is, is it orga- is the store organized? Is it clean? Is mm. it cluttered? Is there like stuff that's two years expired on the, on the, on the racks and stuff mm-hmm. like that? There's all those things that signify to you as the buyer that, the company and then the, you know, in a sales experience, the salesperson is being really intentional about giving you the best experience, bringing you the most value, the, you know, the, the smoothest process, the most friendly experience you can have. Mm -hmm. You can sense that intentionality. And when it's not there, like you said, you notice it, right? Mm -hmm. You can remember those instances where it's like they were not intentional about giving me a good experience about actually, um, caring about me as an individual. And now, now I have a very negative (laughs) experience in my head. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we've touched on in the sales world that are sort of um, more an ode to the way that it's been done, the traditions of the sales world. So Kyle, let's talk a little bit about like, what are ways that we see things shifting in the sales world? How, how is the landscape shifting? How is the environment shifting? in the sales world moving into 2021, what are some things that we see there?
0: Well, I think it goes back to what we just talked about where the idea of sales is moving away from completing a transaction and more towards consulting and helping me solve a problem. Mm. And that goes to the mindset yeah, shift, I love that. right? I'm no longer, uh, and even then, like if we look at your position in, in particular, your title is customer experience, right? So like a success, yeah, customer, customer success. success. And um, that's the idea. It's it's no longer about, hey, can I, can I sell you this thing? It's more like, how can I help you be successful? Here are the products or services I have to offer to help you solve these problems. And I'm gonna come at it with, tell me about your problem. Let's see if we can solve it together using these solutions, mm-hmm. and if not, that's fine. We're not always a good fit for that person. Yeah. Um, but sure. the idea, the the shift is a lot of times it's mostly mental, right? And, and that translates into how we communicate, how do we go out and reach new people, it's all in. I'm not here to sell a widget, I'm here to solve a problem. Mm. I happen to have a widget that will probably solve that problem, but that that idea is just it's a game changer. yeah, and it it really does. it It turns it into how do we build relationships? How do we because we're all human, right? We're we're if we're coming at it in a way where the sales prospect is just that number I need to sell, worth of whatever this, this month and you're a thousand dollars worth of it. Like we've got this all backwards. Mm. It's, I have solutions for these people and yes, you, of course you should be tracking sales numbers and you should be setting goals and you should be doing all those things, of course. But your mentality has to be shifted to how do I serve this person Mm -hmm. and not
1: how do I make more money? Yeah right yeah and that's that's really interesting it, that perspective shift that you just talking about me got thinking about like even in a sales position this is good for me to think about when i think about sales and what i'm most excited about in sales is it the number or is it the actual value and quality of service that i bring in the sales process to my clients am i more excited Like for me in a marketing position, like we sell marketing solutions, right? And advertising solutions Mm -hmm. to our clients. Am I more excited about? what our solutions are going to do for our clients and the actual value it's going to bring and the way that it's going to grow that client three months six months one year three years from now Mm -hmm. or am i at the end of the day just more excited about the paycheck that i'm going to get because they came on as a client yeah right that's not to say that you can't be excited about making money (laughs) right we should all be excited about that yeah but if that's the base of why you're doing what you're doing that will come out in your sales process whereas if you are more focused on the value of the relationship with that client and whatever you know for us it's it's usually a long-term relationship right we're partnering with someone for for hopefully years to come in their marketing and advertising arm of their company something you might be selling might you know out there might be more transactional might be more one time and that's fine but what you're selling hopefully brings value joy mm-hmm. um and betterment to the th- person that you're selling to and is that what you're more focused on? Are you focused about that on that value that you're bringing, or are you just focused on the money that they're giving you? Um, so I love I love that you brought that up because that's a good thing for even me to think about. It's a good question to just sort of assess as a salesperson. What am I most excited about right now in my life as a salesman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. there. Um, but I, I really like that you brought up relationship because that's definitely what I was going to hit on. I, I just think the, the world of sh- sales is shifting more and more towards relationship for whatever reason. And I think, who knows? Well, there's probably people that know, (laughs) but I would probably say that this world of COVID that we live in, Mm -hmm. which, um, hopefully is temporary. (laughs) Uh, but the environment that we found ourselves in this year, particularly in 2020 Mm -hmm. with the pandemic, with unfortunately the, the election and and just all of the tension and complications that have happened in our world that have sort of distanced people, whether it be physically, thanks COVID, or whether it be just relationally and emotionally, thanks all the other things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people feel really distanced from each other in the current environment. Yeah. And so even in things as simple as like a sales interaction, a a business interaction, people are hungry for personal connection yeah absolutely and i think that's the world we find ourselves in and i think it's only going to move more and more that way as our world becomes more and more digital and as these other things persist the divisions on our world become more divided Mm -hmm. um people just want to to, they want to get to know someone they want to hear your story they want to share their story they want to feel like they're cared about they want to feel like they're known and it, it may sound petty and emotional to talk about like in a business capacity but like you said those people that even let's say you work with executives that ceo of the thousand person company you're interacting with yeah they have a really important job and their heads probably way up in the clouds but they are still a human and yep. when you're selling to them they still have things that they care about they still have people that they're worried about yep. maybe they they maybe their dad is struggling with cancer and they're worried about that. Mm-hmm. They're still a human. They're worried about all the same things that you're worried about. So I think in our world and in the world of sales, it's shifting more and more towards relationship. How can you bring relationship into the sales process so that by the end of it, the person doesn't feel like you just came, did what you wanted to do and then left, but they felt like you built an intentional meaning relationship with them and brought value through what you were doing in the process. Yeah,
0: and there's the great thing about usually a salesperson knows who they're going to talk to, right? They can do research on that person like we talked about. Some people don't. Some people do a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, But building that relationship is first, it should be authentic, right? We don't want to just pretend. There's a lot of times I hear salespeople where they'll call me um, my favorite is when they call me and say, Hey, it's almost Friday. I can't wait. And I'm like, I'm a hustler. Like I actually prefer Monday. So uh, <laughs> that didn't resonate with me. Um, but the idea is like, there's things that you can do first. It should be, like I said, an authentic mindset shift from selling a product to solving a solution, helping somebody. Mm-hmm. So that authentic mindset shift should then resonate and like be pronounced through the types of things that you say and do. And that's through, um, being authentic and help and like learning more about that person that you're sitting sitting with talking with whatever. Um, it's also in some of the things that you might even say. And, and these are little things that I guess are tactics in if you're coming from it if you're coming at it from an authentic point of of view from from genuinely wanting to help that person like these tactics aren't like they're not a bad thing at all mm. they're a good thing they're a demonstration of what you what you actually feel and that's little things like um when you're sitting with a customer or a potential client or something like that maybe you sit on the same side of the table as them mm. it makes them feel like we're on the same side right it's literally just a little physical thing obviously with COVID and all that stuff, like <laughs> half the time you're just looking through a screen at each other. But, um, yeah, but if, if it's possible, sit on the same side of the table, if it's possible, which is almost always possible, use words that are, that are we, not you and I it's let's solve this problem together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's work on this together. What do you think this can do for our problem here? Take ownership and say like, I'm here to genuinely help you. Mm. And one of the biggest things that I think and I've experienced in the sales process is really legitimately being okay with saying like, we're not a good fit for you. Mm, This solution we offer is not going to solve your problem. I literally had that meeting today. Mm. Sat down with somebody. He says, I have these products. Um, They're very Uh, consumer kind of artsy type products. i want to build this website and sell them on this, on the website. And we, after conversations, we both ended talking it out, working together to solve his problem, decided, Hey, you should sell those products specifically on Etsy. Hmm. Like that's going to fit perfectly. You should do that there. It's going to save you a ton of money. Yeah. It's the best solution for you. That, coming from an authentic place of like, I want to help him solve his problem. He walked out of here. He may never buy from us, right? I could have sold him a $20,000 website and sold his products. And then a year from now, he's like, eh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But I made 20 grand and everybody, you know, I'm happy, but it didn't solve his problem. Yeah. If I'm coming from an authentic place of saying, how can I help you solve your problem using tactics, like sitting on the same side of the table, how you know using words that say we taking ownership of the problem as well hmm. um and just being genuinely excited about helping them and that kind of thing happens they, it's now you have another salesperson on your team they're yeah. gonna go tell other people about it you should talk to this guy we didn't end up using him but he helped me solve this problem we figured it out we use etsy now blah blah, blah. it works great it's fantastic i don't technically need him but you definitely need to talk to him yeah yeah That's so much more powerful. Well, and
1: he can tell, in, like you said, he can tell in that process because you ended in that place where you, you talked him out of the sale, basically. But in that process, I'm sure he can tell, like we ended in the place that we did because he was more concerned about actually helping me mm-hmm. than just selling me something, right? right? And that is going to leave a, a big mark on someone when they get that impression from you that you came into the meeting more concerned about their success and growth than just getting them you to buy a product that will leave an impression.
0: Um if so you're not if you're not in that place, if you can't authentically and genuinely honestly tell yourself like I'm more interested in their success than my own, like you I don't think you should be in sales. Mm. I, I, like that's maybe harsh and and <laughs> your options are to get out of sales or to change your mind, right? To just change your mindset and say no, I I I'm, I'm here to help this person. Hmm. And get excited when you see their success. My team gets excited when our customers go, "Look at the sales that we generated! You know, look at how many people we recruited. Look at like this is success. It's happening for us. We're so excited! Thank you so much!" Like that's what we get jazzed about. Yeah, and it's oh, by the way, you know, we made some money doing it Mm -hmm. because. You know, within the Entree Leadership Program, again, like they've there's so many great sayings that they talk about, but this one comes, and it's basically that money is the applause that the marketplace Mm. gives you for doing a good job. I think it might be Seth Godin. I forget. Don't quote (laughs) me on that. Nevertheless, (laughs) someone um, really wise out there. Somebody smarter (laughs) than me said that idea is that like, if we're chasing after money, we're gonna miss the mark. If we're chasing after helping other people, then they're gonna say thank you here's my token of appreciation. It's called a dollar bill. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's great. I think, um, uh, spot on all those things. Um, and sort of to sort of continue the thought of relationship. I think in today's sales world, like, like you were saying, thinking as much as you can, how to build a relationship and it's probably going to take more effort and time from you, but I truly think that'll be worth it in the end, right? You're going to spend more time with an individual prospect or client, but in the end, two years from now, you're gonna have such a stronger relationship with the clients you do have, and you're gonna retain those clients, and those are gonna be healthy, thriving, meaningful relationships, rather than having a, a a ton of relationships that start and then quickly stop because they were never meant to be in the first place, and the, and the client, the customer becomes aware of that partway into the relationship, right? Yeah. You're gonna lose clients over time. Mm-hmm. So why not bring on the right people for the right reason for the long haul, right? But in that it's gonna take more effort and it's gonna take more time. So sort of going along with what you said, like I think as much in the sales world, even if you're in a really transactional type of sales, the more personal interaction you can have moving towards things where you're actually seeing each other or it takes more time like writing a card, something that's very personalized, being able to meet with someone and have an actual conversation, dedicating an hour to someone and really getting to know them asking like, I think the world of sales is also moving a lot towards being a good listener. A hundred percent. You
0: should be, you should be listening more than
1: talking. Right. For sure. Are you able to sit down, genuinely sit down at a table with someone and let them talk 75% of the time and let yourself talk 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that,
0: work on it yeah yeah, work on (laughs) it it.
1: (laughs) that's something that you need to work on yeah and um i think one other area that i want to touch on real quick is you need to in the in the sales world there's a and this is not a knock to people that have been in sales for 30 40 years and they're in their 50s or 60s Yeah. yeah awesome i mean it's incredible i mean you're titans of the industry right you've been around forever doing having success in what you're doing But unfortunately some of those people are pretty unwilling to adapt to how the market is shifting Mm -hmm. in that obviously we've become way more digital. So are you spending your time as a salesperson in the places and spaces that your target market is actually hanging out? (sighs) Namely, are you on social media? Are you on the right channels? Yeah. Are you in the space where that person is, you know, where those people are? And and I would argue, and you've heard me say this on the podcast before, if you're in the sales world and you're not on LinkedIn, mm. I would also question that. Even if you're in a B2C environment, um, I just think there's so much uh, it, so much uh, value and potential that comes out of being known on LinkedIn, having a presence there, making your company known, what yeah. you do, the value you bring, yeah. connecting with other business people in your area, whatever it may be, you need to go, right, where where the people are and where you're going to be able to connect with them and find the most success. And I think, um, so that's sort of, I, I just know there's there's some old guys around the block, wonderful people who are struggling to get on the digital <laughs> bandwagon. Yeah. And this is sort of a push to you that it's only going to become more and more and more that way. Um, so you got to make the change at some point. So yeah. why not now? <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's obviously there's different circumstances for everything, right? But the general idea that like uh, I, you just said it. Like the general idea is, I need to go where the attention is. Yeah. Guess where it is right now? Most of the time, it's on our phone. It's not even just digital; it's mobile digital. Hmm. And so, a platform like LinkedIn, a platform like Instagram, Facebook, um, any like search marketing, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff is that's where you need to pay attention to. Yeah. There's, there's still some value in some traditional stuff, the radio, TV, billboards, oh, yeah. all that oh, kind of definitely. stuff. There's value in that in certain aspects. Um, but, it's laughable, I think, when I hear people say, Well, my target market is, you know, 50 to 65 year olds. They're not on social media. It's like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> of course they are. Guess who else is on social media? Their kids and their grandkids. They want to see them because they live two states away. Mm-hmm. So they got a Facebook account so they can see grandkids. Of yeah. course they're on social media. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, like, let's let's not, this goes back to the first question of like, what are salespeople doing wrong? And that's one, having an assumption that other people think and act the same way I do. Mm. That's not just salespeople, that's business people in general. Yeah, That's the owner saying, I don't like social media, so I don't think my customers are on it, so yeah. we're not gonna use it. And totally. I was like, that's a bunch of BS, like that's not true at all. Yeah. And you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the right to say that Hmm. because you think uh people act and say and do exactly what i do do. yeah everyone everybody's the same it's just not true i mean to your point we were talking about earlier you look at elections you look at all of these things and there's just people are just different and for us to come at it from a sales role and think they're going to think and say and do and act the same way I am. So I need to just do whatever's comfortable for me. Like that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. And that includes getting on and doing digital things. You know, you might be 60 years old, planning to retire in three or four years, but maybe, maybe you should create an Instagram account and (laughs) do some stuff on there and go live every week at, you know, two o'clock on Wednesdays or whatever. Yeah and just try it and see what you can do. Um, and honestly, like if it's just not your thing, that's fine. But like you got to figure out what's working and what's not Yeah. and just sitting around saying, my customers will come to me. I'll just take their orders. This is the way we've always done it. That is literally poison to your sales
1: career. Mm. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Well, uh, this has been great. I mean, it's exciting to look at 2021, think about where things are heading. I personally, so I personally love it because I'm a very relational guy. So I mm-hmm. love that the world is shifting more towards yeah. we need relationship. Yeah. It fits me well. I know there are some people out there who are like, dang it. Yeah. I wish we could just keep with this Can really I just quick. I don't really want to know you yeah. let's just move on. And, and I know that's tough for some people, but, um, yeah, you got to keep up with the trends. Things are changing. It's hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow at times. Um, but but we got to forge a, a path forward. We yeah. got to figure it out. Um, yeah. So I, I hope that this conversation's brought value to you. Um, you know, just thinking about as we move forward in the sales world and how it's shifting, really focusing on ways how can I bring value at every touch point that I have with potential clients? Yeah. How can I enhance their life? How can I solve their problems? How can I be on their team? Um, and how can I be? How can I position myself like we were talking even mentally? To where I, I truly see myself as being on their team and excited about their success, not yeah. just my success. Yeah. Um, those are the things that we really need to be focusing on, and that will that that perspective change will change the tactics that come out of uh, of what you do day to day, right? Because if you have yeah. a different mindset, if you approach sales in a different way, just mentally. Your tactics are going to fall in line. They're going to change with that. They're going to your tactics are going to align with what you believe yep. in the sales space. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is our encouragement to you to to really think about how things are shifting into the new year, and even just into the years that are coming, and to really uh, to get down in the trenches and figure out how do I want to best adapt and um, meet the demands and bring value of our world and market the market that you're in. Mm. Yeah. So, Kyle, thanks for for joining us today in this conversation. Um, it's yeah. been great. And and you know, to all of you, you know, this is our last episode for 2020. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed all of the the fun episodes we've had this year. We've had a blast putting this podcast together. And and this is our sort of final push and encouragement to, to you as fellow business people to really get excited for 2021. We we hope that our, our podcast and the ep- the content that we've been putting out has brought value, has encouraged you, has pushed you. And is gearing you up for 2021 to really, to really hit the ground running um, and to see great success in what you're doing. Um, yeah. To that end, moving into 2021 and thinking about new and exciting things.
0: Yes, Ryan, you have something different coming for you in 2021 <laughs> don't you
1: Yeah well first off I just want to say uh you have a great new host coming into the Big Brand Theory podcast and <laughs> Kyle Johnson who's sitting right Go here Go from with me. guest to host <laughs> yeah, a fun, yeah so guest to host so um yeah, I wanted to share real quickly, it's been awesome being the host of this podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us all this year and, and have listened in. Uh, I have a new exciting venture coming up in my life. I am uh, was uh, offered a position um, at Lippert Components to join their customer experience department. Um, they're a, a big manufacturer in our area and um, I'm gonna get to go be an influencer marketing manager, which is a really exciting. Fancy. Oppor- fancy and opp- <laughs> an exciting opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but I have so enjoyed, um, being the host of this podcast and I'm so excited now to be a listener to the podcast Nice. and Kyle Johnson is going to be your host. Yeah.
0: And we've, we've just been ecstatic about working with Ryan over the last year or so. Obviously the podcast has been huge, something that he has neither been in marketing for very long and never hosted a podcast, but (laughs) you listen to these last episodes, you would never know. And I've just super grateful to Ryan for what he's done. Also, you know, with the podcast, but also just in Blackwood in general, it's Mm -hmm. just been a lot of fun building a team with him and, and, and helping our clients, right? Mm -hmm. It's just been really cool to see some of the people we've been able to come alongside and really help. And this conversation we just had about being genuinely concerned about the success of our clients, like is very evident in the way that, Ryan, that you work and the way mm. that you interact with people and the way you have a conversation with one of those clients, you come back to the team and say, here's the problem. We, we need to help them. What can we do? Mm. Um, those are the types of things that make really good, not just salespeople, but just good people in general. So <laughs> well, thanks, you're Tom. good people, so. <laughs> good people. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. So I'm excited, uh, to, to handle the hosting of this podcast. Um, and looking forward to 2021, we have just an array of really cool people and conversations that we intend to have. Yeah. And it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, it's, it's sad to see Ryan go, but, um, we're, we're on to, we're both onto bigger, bigger, better good great things yeah um and uh no friendship lost by any means (laughs) no Um, just because we're working in different places right now so yeah um so i appreciate that and
1: yeah kyle you're gonna do an incredible job and uh so thank you all for listening it's been a great pleasure and honor being your host this year on the big brand theory podcast hope you've enjoyed this episode on sales in 2021 giving you some good stuff to think about as always always if you want to follow us or just to stay more current with our content we encourage you to um, follow us on any of the social media channels subscribe like all the good things we always appreciate reviews um, and so yeah we appreciate it and hope you've uh, enjoyed this is my final time signing off in 2020 as your host Ryan Zurfus at the Big Brand Theory Podcast you all stay toasty Hey, hey, guys, we so appreciate you listening in and for your support, and we want to continue to put out excellent content for you. So if you could head to bigbrandtheorypodcast.com and find the survey button to let us know some of your thoughts on the podcast and what you'd like to hear about, that would be a great help to us. Thank you. Thank you.